The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow. With me tonight are Sue Timberlake. <gasps> On a different microphone. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Hopefully you'll still sound the same. Uh, it's, it's a voice changer. I, can you tell? Yes. <laughs> but it's the microphone to the right, you see. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's even further right than the previous. It seemed appropriate. <laughs> and uh, John Roberts is uh, continuing to man our soundboard. I and have two turntables. <clears throat> yeah. And each of them has a microphone. Nice. <laughs> <sighs> it's good to be where it's at. So, uh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> my, 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 my ex-wife is a huge fan of Beck, so yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so before I uh, we get into doing uh, talking about the show, I just want to mention a few things that we often mention. Uh, you can contact us, and we love to hear from you. And you can do it in a few different ways. Uh, CivilPoliticsRadio at ValleyFreeRadio.org is the email. On Twitter, we are at CivilPoliticsFM. And on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio. And we aren't doing anything to harvest any of your data. I I can't speak for Facebook or Twitter, but... um, you know, you're no worse off uh, joining our Facebook community or tweeting at us than you would be doing anything else on those platforms. So, so please come and check us out. Please do. No, that wasn't a good idea, was it? Okay. Anyway, uh, you, you mean can, like on Facebook? Yes, indeed. <laughs> Fish bait. Fish bait. Yeah. Um, so you can uh, also check out our website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com, that has. Uh, uh, recordings of previous episodes pretty much everyone we've ever done except for like i think one or two where we had some kind of technical hiccup and also links to things we talk about during the show and some supplemental episodes we've done too uh which we should probably do some more of so we'll we'll get on that but in the meantime uh i should also mention that uh while we're talking during the show and if not during after uh we do post links on the web to uh stuff that we're talking about uh on facebook and twitter and you can follow along with the hashtag civil references or occasionally civil corrections like say when i get something wrong which you know happens so uh i should also usually me that's wrong uh, well, oh no, because I'm right. Right, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I guess I'm just what's left. <laughs> <laughs> well, left is sinister, right? In Latin. Indeed. Yeah. Yes, and you're and you're Dexter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Right. <laughs> John has given us that look. Yes. But all the listeners have just tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the listeners tuned out. Um, so uh, I should also mention that uh, Valley Free Radio, our wonderful. Uh, home for a recording studio and broadcasting the show live on on Fridays, uh, is having uh, its spring pledge drive, which is going to be uh, April 22nd to 28th. That's uh, Sunday through Saturday. Uh, So, you know, about three weeks from now. And that's uh, going to be... uh, well, the usual thing where we want to raise money to keep the uh, the lights on and the transmitter transmitting, and uh, and we're actually going to switch streaming services now to a uh, more expensive but more reliable and more informative and 
actually gets back to us when we have a question or a problem service. I think that's fair to say. Um, so that is fair to say. Yes. Yes. So that's going to raise our expenses something like 500 bucks for the year, I think, but you know, it should be money well spent, but it does mean that, you know, we will certainly appreciate any and all support from you, our listeners. Uh, $5 a month would be great. It would be. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're all paying or volunteering to be here. So, you know, it's not like the, any of this is going to go into our pockets. I mean, at least not officially. So, um, <laughs> oops. Yeah. Oh, what about that slush fund? <laughs> that uh, incredible, you know, dancing and drinking and, oh, wait, pizza party once a year. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, you know. For all the programmers. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So, and uh, remember, we're going to try and not be pound down too much by talking about uh, the weather. So slush is not something we want to talk about, oh, no matter right. what it's like outside. <laughs> yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> New England. <laughs> I love snow. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Enjoy it while it lasts. I I thought it wouldn't last and I'm getting an extension. It's like it's like having extra weeks of summer for, for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So we'll, <laughs> so we'll nice just out. buy um we'll just take it, you know, we'll enjoy your happiness sort of vicariously. You're the only one that says that. Everybody <laughs> else says, mm, stop that. <laughs> no. And then I hit him with a snowball. Yeah. <laughs> good to know what you like good we're right. all different good we're so all different. anyway uh much as we'd like to your support to the station uh and this show by extension uh will not go to genres all expenses paid trip to norway that he wants to take <laughs> fun as that would be so uh let's talk about uh politics and stuff like that in the news uh, i suppose we could start off with you know Jokes aside about actual apparent corruption, and Scott Pruitt at the EPA certainly oh, leaps know. to mind. Well, and he keeps staying in the headlines, and you know, it only takes about three weeks in the headlines before Trump gets tired of you. <laughs> Even yeah. if you're doing exactly what Trump has asked him to do. I mean, that's sort of like Sessions. You know, Sessions has really been sort of... It's amazing Sessions has held on in yeah. some ways, isn't it? But yeah. But yeah, uh, well, Scott Pruitt is doing what Trump seems to want to do, which is dismantle the regulatory apparatus of the federal government. I like to say roll back. Yeah. You want to roll back to, you know, the good old days back when, uh, you know, uh, I was a little boy and, uh, you know, the uh, rivers could catch on fire and the air was not safe to breathe. You could tell what color they were painting cars in Detroit by looking at the river. Yeah. 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 I I remember those days, not fondly, but I do. I do remember them. I actually was looking uh, just recently. uh, Don't forget, Nixon brought us all these regulations. Yeah. with the Democratic Congress, but yes, actually, yeah. I mean, like, like, I don't want to go off singing the praises of Richard Nixon because you know there's there's a reason why he's... I only get a few times during the show yeah, that I, I... <laughs> no, but I mean, but but yeah, like as I said back oh about eighteen months ago, you know, like if I had to choose between putting Richard Nixon back in charge and our current president, I would have picked Nixon, if only because you know Nixon... he opened China. He knew how to actually administer a government, and uh, we had, you know, years of experience proving that he actually wouldn't misuse nuclear weapons. Uh, Jury is still out. Oh, that's the bottom line. Okay. Well, that is a bottom line, and it's a pretty important one. It is. You know, like, even the people who are like, what difference does it make to me who gets elected to the presidency? Bigger weapons are better, but... You don't really want to shoot them off inadvertently or anything. <laughs> At all, no. I mean, the yeah. whole point of, of detente is don't use them. But um, in any event, uh, 
Yeah, I, 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 but I was looking at some pictures uh, taken, uh, you know, around Massachusetts in the 70s. And, you know, some of them were, I'm like, oh, I remember that place, you know, like when I was a kid. And it was like view of the skyline of Boston. You know, like somebody took it like coming down from the north of Boston on oh, Interstate two, 90. I bet. Well, no. Interstate 93. Oh, okay. And, so I, you know, I grew up in Andover, view. so like that was how I'd commute. Yeah. And boy, this is exciting, I know. But the point is, <laughs> like, I, you know, I looked at that and I was like, oh, my God. I remember how smoggy it was, how like there'd be this veil of smoggy, you know, smoke. And you could sort of see a few of the buildings of the Boston skyline rising above it. And, you know, like it's not like that now. It's pretty clear. Yeah. Like most days driving down it like. The, Even the dirty old River Charles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that dirty water. was. Yeah. 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 And everybody knew. But they have aerators in and the bass are back in the river and they don't they I think well dived into it. William Well dived into it, but they they don't really encourage swimming. But Magazine Beach, I think I've said this before on the show, Magazine Beach right near BU was actually a beach. Yeah. And it was the it was the public beach and you know, can you imagine the day they said, "You know what? The water's not really safe to swim in." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Probably in the 20s or 30s. Well, I, I don't, I don't know about Magazine Beach, but in any event, uh, it's certainly, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's shocking uh, that uh, the EPA is sort of just rolling back fuel emission standards and fuel efficiency standards, and and at the same time, Scott Pruitt is insisting on like having like an armed security detail and flying on private jets and staying in the the home of a of the wife of a major energy lobbyist that's actually lobbying his office. And and actually there was a broken door in that condo that he rents when he's here for $50 a night. $50 a night. Yeah, which yeah. might be accurate if you multiplied it by a month, but he only pays when he's here. You mean oh, in D.C.? In D.C., sorry, yeah. when he's there. Um, but the, there's a broken door or some door got broken, and the taxpayers had to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas yeah. in a usual landlord-tenant... Thing yeah. the tenant would have if they broke it. They, sure. Yeah. So I and it was like it wasn't just a door. I mean, it was like a major well reframing or something. Also, fifteen hundred a month for uh, uh, an apartment in downtown Washington D.C. is uh, still a pretty good deal, from what I understand. Well, it's not fifteen hundred because he only pays when he's there. Right. But I mean, that's so what if it would he's be. there, you know, three days a week times five weeks is fifteen days times yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> so I don't know. I do. Do you think Pruitt's going to get um, thrown out or not? Can you tell? I can't sure. tell. Sure. <laughs> I, I. They are defending him, which usually is the last stop before right. you know. Well, yeah, uh, and, and the tweet, and you know, with the Trump administration, you know, nobody's got job security yeah. really. Like the like, Mike Pence can't be fired. Trump can't fire Mike Pence because it's not an appointed office; it's an elected office. You know, Mike Pence can only be impeached by Congress. Right. It's in the Constitution. Yeah, I was thinking how they get rid of Spy- uh, Spyro Agnew. But they, you can ask him they, to resign, yeah. but you can't fire him. Yeah, <laughs> I think they threatened to him. I forget. He, they had something on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they you can make it embarrassing. Ford. And, yeah. you know, there's, and also there were these norms of decency in the 70s that, <clears throat> oh, there were? you know, like flawed as they were. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Appar- how old were you in the 70s? Uh. Depends on which part of the 70s. I, I started at zero and I went through nine. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, yeah. The illusion. Yes. <laughs> the illusion of normal. Well, I, I norms. mean. Norms. You know, if you listen to the. Um, I mean, the norms that I 
Yeah. No, but I, I was going to say, if you and listen to the George Watergate... If George was still here, George would be like, they were terrible norms. Oh, yeah, no. But I mean, if you listen to the tapes from the Watergate, you know, scandal, like, clearly things were not, you know, all decorum and, you know, there's enormous amounts of anti-Semitism and corruption and whatnot, but, you know. So which would you rather have? <clears throat> uh, I'd rather have uh, uh, someone like Barack Obama back in the office, personally. I like so. people that use power better. But that's me. I like big burly guys. So, present that's, company included. You know that? That's that's actually. <laughs> pardon me. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually something you know that I do keep wondering about because you keep saying that. And as a conservative, don't you believe in limited government? Yeah, but I like really strong, powerful people who can like whip the levers of power and you know get what they want. And... So the so didn't does that mean you liked what? I don't like that... a maintenance person. I like somebody who comes in and so like Dick Cheney. Someone who espoused the view of the unitary executive and got things done. I mean, I, I, they were terrible things, but yeah. I mean, you know, the Bush administration accomplished a lot. Yeah, and it's like Reagan, you know, he he was able to do things. He knew how to use power. The people around him knew how to use power. So, yeah. So but, I do like that. But, that, that's but the, the outcome also is important. But that's that's the opposite of, of talking about limited government. No, you know? it's not. If you have a really strong executive, they can cut the bejeepers out of everything, make it really efficient. They have to know how to do it. Because what happens, my opinion, what happens a lot is that people get into politics and they don't realize that it's really hardball. Mm-hmm. And they're like left sitting on the bench and really nothing changes in government and all the powers that be continue to exist and all the bad practices continue to exist. So I like I like movers and shakers. I like people that can So you like people who, who are disruptive and changing the status quo? Usually I do, yes. So again, I thought you were a conservative... Because the whole point of being a conservative is you like the status quo. You want to preserve things and have incremental change. I mean, that's the point. No, preserve <laughs> land. Conservatives originally preserve land, but they preserve... It, it, it's, it's, it's preserve it's, power and, the, and the, the, the established order of things. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I say Barack Obama was, you know, a great Republican president. Because, you know, rather than coming in and saying our healthcare system is broken, we are going to radically to the left-wing change it. Yeah, make, make big changes, as, as, you know, and bring in something socialist or whatever, uh, you know, like a single-payer system. Uh, instead, he said, we're going to work with what we have and make some changes to tweak it. That's because he really struggled to get the powers together. In fact, I, I attribute the success of Obamacare to Nancy Pelosi, that she was I, the I, brass that absolutely. got it done. Whereas but he, he actually backed away when he couldn't... But that's also part of the point of, of having limited government, because the president has to work with congressional leaders. They have to buy in and make things happen. It can't just be that the president twists arms and then it happens. But it's not all or nothing. It's like you have to know how to use the levers of government. Well, okay. Whether those levers are the judicial... You know, the SJ... Not SJC, that's Massachusetts, yeah. the uh, Supreme Court or the legislature. You have to be able to make all those things work. So, so in other words, you pr- so in other words, your view of things is like you sh- it should be my way or the highway. So for example, like uh, refusing to acknowledge um, President Obama's appointment of uh, a very powerful move of the Supreme Court justice whose name I'm forgetting right now, the, Morris. The- um, yeah, the one from uh, the yeah. U.S. Circuit Court who they didn't yeah. even have hearings for, and holding the seat open until Neil Gorsuch was appointed by his successor for more than a year. That's the use of power. Right, so that's that's good. I, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying that I like people who use power. Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland. Garland, yeah, thank Merrick, you. Merrick, so not Morris. But isn't that 
I don't understand. So in other words, it's like you like it when it's done, but not when somebody when it's not done the way you like it. No, I I like people who know how to do it. Okay. I hope they use it for good. I like people with superpowers. I want them to use them for good. How's that for a comic book reference? Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, with so with great power c- comes great responsibility. Yep, and it corrupts totally. With I mean, great power comes great responsibility. That corrupts absolutely. Yes. All right. <laughs> what it's I was true. What I was going to say is, it sounds like. Um, well, I always thought the I always thought the conservatism in in the political sense mm-hmm. was not. Um, just preserving the status quo, but um, espousing a um, a more limited um, version of of what what you should do to move forward. Uh, not not just saying okay, this is how it is, this is how it was, it worked like this, and this is how it's going to be. Was it fair? But yeah, yeah um, but more uh, like like um, like uh, basically. Someone comes in and they say these are the conservative um, values, uh, not necessarily uh, putting things in amber, but making make but making sure that they that they don't hugely change in a in a pro- progressive um, direction. Well, I, <clears throat> yes, I agree, but I, I guess I guess. Static this, is not conservatism. No. no, but this well, this is one of the uh, the problems with using labels like this because conservatism in the United States means something different, uh, especially going back in time, than conservatism in say uh, uh, the the nations of Europe. I mean, I mean just today, the conservative means different. Right, right, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, like if you look back at uh, the nineteenth century, you know, um, many of the powers of Europe were were ruled by monarchs. And many of those monarchs believes in absolutism, like the, the Habsburg Empire, you know, the, 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 the emperor of the Habsburgs, uh, uh, the emperor of, of Austria-Hungary, you know, like espoused this view of power as absolute, like it was theirs from God. Yeah. So the conservatives were like, well, that's, that's how it works, <laughs> you know, and, the, and the, the radicals, the people who wanted to fight that were included, you know, liberals who believed in political reform and then radicals who were like, well, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's actually, you know take some money away from the rich and give it to the poor and upend all of society and so forth and change the basis of, you know, how, how we how we structure our economy and everything. <clears throat> so it's this whole range of things. And, you know, like the divine right of kings is a thing we're, we're done with here in this country. So, like, right away, conservatism doesn't include that. <laughs> well, and you have a conservative sitting right across the table from you who considers herself, a, you know, blue-blooded conservative. Sure. It's sort of like what other people have called conservative in the past. It, I don't speak for all conservatives, as you know. but And I don't speak for lefties or liberals or anything. And so yeah, I always so. try and ask a more sort of what do you think should be done or what if, yeah. you, if you're representing one of the wings of the whatever the movement is. Because it's hard. It's really – it changes so much. And well, people use the same words for very different right. things. Right. And, and, and we've certainly talked both on air and off about you, – you've lamented like how this is not the Republican Party I signed up for, <laughs> you know, back when you were young. Yeah. Well, I said it's my party. I don't know who they are. Actually. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. I mean – They're the they're – the <laughs> Which is one way of putting it, you know. Yeah. But yeah. That's very different. So, so. – uh, I was gonna make a joke and oh sorry the, mo- the moment passed. <laughs> I stopped. Uh, don't worry I'm, about it. I was I'm gonna so say sorry. that um the I was thinking about uh Sue saying the someone that uses the levers of power. Um, it that doesn't necessarily mean just crashing through. 
um, through the China shop, you know, it, uh, intended outcomes is important. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would say that, um, there, there have been some, uh, some, some, uh, liberal presidents have, or liberal leaders that have done exactly the same thing. It's not just, uh, my way of the highway. It means like, I want to do this. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And that's, and that's how it's going to happen. FDR, LBJ, exactly. Certainly, yeah. two great examples. And yeah. and you know, Clinton was much more uh, centrist, I suppose, less of a of a classic liberal. But he certainly was able to get things done in his yeah. presidency, even working with people like Newt Gingrich. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I've I've probably I'm sorry I go back to the same stories that happens when you get over a certain age. Um, <laughs> but in my in my theoretical world, there's sort of there's there's leaders who use power and know how to get what they want, whatever that is, hopefully for the good. There's folks that actually just basically maintain the status quo. And and they're really in a holding pattern, and they really make very small changes, incremental. And those aren't my idea of great leaders. And those, you know, like, there's— Like George H.W. Bush, president from 1989 to uh, 1993, you know. Um, yeah, minimum man. I call them minimum. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, minimum you know, leaders, a, a, I think, a is the actual. Competent administrator and certainly someone who did some noteworthy things in office, but did not radically change or how had, the government works or. Or had know. a crisis and was sort of given opportunities. Like FDR, to some degree, was very good at using what he was given, but the country was so ready for somebody to just tell him it was going to be okay that he got a lot of leeway. Yeah. You know, sort of in spite of himself. He was probably a great leader too but sort of the Lincolns who just you know they dragged the organization uphill I'm thinking of somebody in our studio who drags the organization uphill um sort of against all odds and it it takes a different kind of person to keep it moving in the right direction and not just say okay well we're going to compromise here and we'll compromise here they actually drag the organization towards a goal or they drag the country towards a goal and you can tell from the beginning to the end of their term what the differences are. Well, uh, so you uh, have more than once sort of dismissed Barack Obama as not really using power well. Right. So I, I think w- they pantsed him, I think is how you I put would, it. <laughs> I would point out that he got health care reform through in a way that hadn't happened in decades in this country, yep. and many he, decades. And he did it by, you know, offering all kinds of things. Right, because that's the that's the negotiator compromiser, and I think I just said it was Nancy Pelosi. They had they had pulled it from the agenda. Nancy it, Pelosi certainly got it. Put done. it. She put it back I, on the agenda. I, 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 I'm not arguing with you that Nancy Pelosi wasn't instrumental. Yeah, but I'm saying she was the leader in that case. That she actually was leading what was happening, not not Barack Obama, because well, of the way he retreated from it. Which we should have a discussion another day about yeah, that. Yeah, because I mean, and I'll like, bring some more like, facts. Like but she has to be leading it in that she was Speaker of the House. That does kind of make a difference in how. But when you know, the Congress president abandons things. it, and you talk him back into it, I, I I don't know that he abandoned it. It's when Scott Brown got elected, and they didn't have the votes. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know yeah. that he abandoned it, but. Um, I, well, he didn't want to spend more political capital on it. He, at least from the reports that I got, that he actually was not driving it anymore at that point. Well, and again, like if you believe in the idea of limited government, it's the role of Congress to make the laws. Yeah. The president, you know, is has you know can suggest and be a figurehead, and Obama was certainly doing that. I mean, you know, it's called Obamacare, not Pelosi care, you know. 
Hey, but, did you ever watch the House of Cards at one point or another? Uh, I saw the original British one, and I saw some of the first season of the Netflix one. Well, sort of what happened was Frank Underwood actually was driving a lot of the agenda and driving people out of office. And, yeah. and I'm just saying that Obama's it, not yeah. that kind of person. No. He's not scheming and manipulating and getting votes over here. And throwing people in front of trains. No, he, and Spoiler that's alert. probably an over exaggeration of <laughs> but i'm trying to make oh, the I point I, I i saw him Se- poison a guy second okay. season yeah second season the beginning of the second season right right but yeah. that mover and shaker the people that actually make it happen operationally is are the people that i gravitate to so and right. like i said i think obama was much more of a um cons- he kept the country in order in a huge crash i i believe that he was probably perfect for the time but i'm just i'm making an argument about a different style of leader i guess is the way i put it uh, okay but i mean it really sounds like you you like a leader who uh, people i mean fear a little bit yeah I mean, it just sounds like you really have sort of a you're, like you're talking Machiavellian? about Machiavellian, like a mystique, like like sort of like the like a almost like a cult of personality kind of person. You know, yes. you like someone. Um, I like charismatic people. Me, I do. I, I char- let, charisma is one thing. Let me. I I think I'm gonna just uh, like assume, reinterpret. Okay. I assume <laughs> like what you're hinting at before, like the way that that um, I ran committees at, and and was chair of the board at the station here. Yeah. Um, I didn't really, there wasn't a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of clad handing or negotiation or give and take. It was, uh, the way that I, that I went about trying to get things done was I have this power here. I can make these things happen here. And when they link together, then this changes here. And it was a lot of background work and not, a, and there wasn't a lot of, um, talking to different department heads or or uh saying or negotiating um during board meetings it was (laughs) so um there there i didn't skirt any rules and i didn't um force anything on on anybody but it was a it was more of a um it was using the 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 power that I that I had to within make, the realm that you had. within the realm that I had that to make to make as many changes uh, as I could. Lots of st- signing statements, right? Basically, which President Obama certainly you know did some of. He know? did he did do that, um, but I think the but more of sort of the George W. Bush style because he used tons of signing statements. Yeah, to get around the Democratic Congress. I think that's that's the difference. You know, like there is um, there is there's working with all of the appointed. Um, leadership and there's and there's working with them to uh to get to your to go, to your goal but not but not focusing on the on the negotiation that's part of it definitely but not but that that style of leadership that i think sue is referring to is um is more based on the on the executive right well that's certainly in keeping with the the drift of the republican party over the past 20 years well no they've picked you know feckless leaders as they say uh <laughs> quoting a favorite candidate Ge- of mine <laughs> george w bush was pretty feckless but um but a lot of what his administration did was handled by dick cheney i mean dick cheney's office set up this whole parallel and structure. he was ruthless yeah. and he was ruthless <laughs> and a great you know and bush nevertheless did make some profound decisions i mean he dragged us into two wars pretty impressive 
or not, but um, but he dragged us into two wars, and he was constantly using, especially as the Democrats took control of Congress, signing statements to blunt uh, what they wanted to do. And a number of his advisors actually advanced an idea called the unitary executive. They believed in the idea that, like, basically the president should do what they want. They really hearkened back to it. Because remember, some of these people actually did go back to the Nixon administration. And the idea that, like, if the president does it, it's not illegal, I mean, basically under underpinned a lot of their thinking. I mean, you know, like, uh, what was his name? Uh, was it uh, uh, Simon Yu, Scott Yu, the fellow who wrote the torture memo? Oh, for yeah, the, and yeah. they hired him the Trump administration. Right, exactly. But, I mean, that's 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 exactly that <laughs> that's kind of attitude. It's like, it's like, we're doing it, so it's okay. Yeah. You know, and, and we'll come up with an excuse. Thank God for John McCain. Yeah. Yeah. Unafraid um, to call a spade a spade. Well, and... and uh, uh, or a hoe a hoe, sorry. You know, the... Um, a shovel, a shovel. A shovel, a shovel. John Yu. John, John Yu. Thank you. Attorney John Yu. And, you know, this is this is uh, 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 an attempt to sort of get around the fact that Congress is supposed to be making these decisions and how, allocating how we spend the money or whatever. And, you know, I'm arguing that one of the reasons why Barack Obama was a good president was if you look at, for example, the whole kerfuffle that came about when it was found, oh, the Syrians are using chemical weapons. That's terrible. Um uh, you know, President Obama, instead of just launching an attack, which he almost did, he almost did, I guess. Uh, that was certainly something yeah. that was on the table. But uh, in part, I think out of uh, his deference sober... to Congress. <laughs> yes. He's like, hey, that's an act of war. I don't have authorization to do that. Actually, the executive does. But then they have to within 30 days go back to Congress. So they could they could bomb anywhere in the world. But then you'd have to go back to Congress. There's a, there's ability of the president to to take an action. It's just you have to go back to Congress after the fact. I guess that's true. but Yeah, but, because but, if we were attacked, it's like, oh, and you're going to get sure. Congress to ride all those horses all the way to Washington. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I get it. But I mean, yeah. like, there's a difference between um, responding to an attack on the United States and initiating a conflict with another country that hasn't attacked us. And that's become a very blurry line. Right, exactly. And Under so, Bush, too, and, I guess. And, Bush too. and yeah. Obama was pilloried by Republicans for— not just doing it. Yeah. And I, I think that's actually an example of why he was a good president, because he respected, at least in vague terms... The rule of law. <laughs> in that case, anyways. I mean, obviously, you know, the uh, drone strikes that the Obama administration conducted uh, around the world uh, that uh, have killed a lot of people. Um, that's pretty extrajudicial. That's pretty extrajudicial. <laughs> Those are definitely acts of war. Um, and... You know, it's one thing, like, I'm not trying to say they're good, but it's one thing when it happens in, say, Afghanistan, where going back to 2002 or 2001, there actually is an authorization to do that from Congress that's um, getting kind of moldy and threadbare, of but it's still... It's still consistent with that, but I mean, we're doing it in Yemen. So we had. And a, what's the point of like like Yemen has nothing to do? Well, Saudi's with, concerned about Yemen, right? Yeah, Saudi yeah. Well, I mean, like I understand why, but uh-huh. like how we stretch that in response to nine eleven to like attacking people in Yemen. Is so let me thing. take you back in time. Mm-hmm. We have two seconds, right? Oh yeah, we need to we need to take a short break. So so pause the uh, unless it's really two seconds. Let's pause. I better that. write it down because by the time we come back, I'll forget. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> That sounds good. So we're going to take a short break here on civil politics on Valley Free Radio and play a few uh, PSAs, promos, and uh, uh, IDs, and then uh, we'll be back with more. So uh, this is Civil Politics. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP. 
bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yusef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. Forbes Library offers free access to computers, and now they are equipped with tools to make them easier to use if you are blind or have low vision. When you come into Forbes Library, you will find computers with JAWS screen reading and magnification software installed. Trained library staff are available to get you started. These services were brought to you with federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. Call 413-587-1012 to find out more. This is Professor Howard Zinn. The independent, non-commercial radio station you're listening to is really important in the maintenance of democracy. Thomas Jefferson once said, an informed democracy will behave in a reasonable manner. So if you care about being informed, if you care about democracy, if you're a reasonable person, you are, of course. Please support your source for uncensored news and views and the voice of your community. Anthony, Mom said to take out the trash. But it's freezing outside. I know, but if we keep putting out lots of trash, it will warm up. Huh? What are you talking about? Global warming. Our trash gets burned and makes greenhouse gases. I kind of wish it went to the landfill instead. Methane is so much more effective than carbon dioxide. But why do you want to make global warming worse? I want to live on the beach. But the beach is only a few blocks away. Right, and if sea level comes up enough, we'll be beachfront. Melt those icebergs. Hey, I put all those papers, bottles, and cans in the recycling bin. Why do you put them into the rubbish? I read on the South Shore Recycling Cooperative's website, SSRC.info, that it takes a lot more fuel to make paper, bottles and cans from, ahem, virgin materials than from recycled stuff. Burn more fuel, more greenhouse gas. Before we know it, those obnoxious Sullivans across the street will be underwater, and I'll be having beach parties in the front yard. You're nuts. By now, you have heard that using compact fluorescent light bulbs, or CFLs, can save you money on your energy bill. But have you heard that there is a law requiring Massachusetts residents to recycle them? Keep in mind, they can't be recycled curbside, so do your part. Drop off your used CFLs at your local participating retailer. For more information on recycling and where to do it, visit lamprecycle.org Massachusetts. And thank you. What did they just say? If you often find yourself asking that, you may benefit from the new audio-enhancing technology available at the Forbes Library in Northampton. Designed to work with or without a hearing aid, the new and improved audio-visual systems in our meeting rooms, along with countertop loop systems at our service desks, are some of the new technology the library now has. With federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. You'll now find hearing the librarian and guest lecturers a whole lot easier. Call 413-587-1017 or email info at ForbesLibrary.org to find out more. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. 
Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical courses off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. and uh, I'm still conservative. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm still independent. <laughs> uh, and I'm still uh, whatever I am. <laughs> I thought you were like an official member of the Democratic Party. Free- I am actually registered with the Democratic Party. Free thinker. We, yeah. call, we call him a free thinker. Yeah, so <laughs> you have a Republican and independent and a Democrat. Oh, in terms of party affiliation? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, card-carrying. I'm a card-carrying Republican. I, I, we I, don't have cards. Well, that's because you're not organized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anarchy. Who was that comedian? I couldn't think of his name the other day. I wouldn't. I belong. I don't belong to any organized party. I belong to the, the Democratic Party. It was a uh, Will Rogers. Was Will it? Rogers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to tell somebody that the other day, and I could. I kept going Roy Rogers. Roy. Will. Will Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Will Rogers. Yeah. Oh, now man. I'm hungry. Yeah. Mind is a terrible thing to. <laughs> I miss that restaurant. <laughs> they had good roast chicken. Yeah. 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 So um, before we get back to uh, uh, talking about chicken or or having other things come home to roost. Uh, I just want to mention that um, when Genre looks things up during the show, he's using our dedicated news search that uh, he created using uh, uh, our trusted sources. Uh, and you, can and we f- all had to agree. All we all of had us. to agree. All yeah. of us mm-hmm. with different opinions had to say, "Yeah, that's a, that's uh-huh. okay." That's a, uh, and not and some of the sources were are, are sources we chose purely for uh, getting the, the facts right. Like here's a report on what's happening at this event. Reuters and- is great. Reuters or, 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 you know, CNN or whatever, NPR, BBC. But there's also sources for commentary, like, like you know, we didn't, like Breitbart's not on there, but like, I think the National Review is because, isn't it? I'm not uh, sure in that review. Uh, maybe I mean, not. I can, I can I check. Know. I can't remember. I, the I, yeah, list is on did. the website. But yeah, yeah, you know. We, we, yeah, we all negotiated. And yeah, to... and you can get to that from our website, which is, once you again. You can run your own civ- search. Right? Yeah, civilpoliticsradio.com. And like you said, run your own search. Don't take our word for it. Take somebody else's. Wait, no. <laughs> our commentary sources are The Atlantic, New Yorker, Politico, The Root, Slate, Salon, and Vox. Huh. Vox. Pretty Vox, one-sided, Vox you guys. Not uh, Vox News, but Vox. Which, no, just yeah. Vox. Vox.com. Yeah, they, which is different V-O-X. than Vox.com. They, they, they were the ones I recommended, I think, pretty much. Or uh, you might have recommended some of those, but... I I didn't really recommend a lot of them. I just was like, what do you, you guys want to do? gave us a list. Do? Yeah, and we went and uh, Yeah, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, Conservative stuff, but most of the conservative. Um, I think that's because you guys sources. didn't like um, what's his name Tucker my Tucker Carlson. Which, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, yeah you vetoed it. Yeah, I understand. Well, um, I understand. The thing is, a lot of the <laughs> we have Fox, a lot of he? conservative. Uh, he has um, his own sources. Morning console. Yeah, we have a, a lot of conservative conservative sources in the fact based. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, we like have the Wall Street Journal. The Wall yeah. Street Journal. Yeah. Um, 
But when Cook. you get to the opinion stuff, you guys have much more fun opinions. Financial <laughs> Times, yeah. There is a lot of there's a lot of indi- like independent Economist. and uh, yeah. Um, is the Economist? Here? The yeah. Economist is Was not it there. Forbes? I forget. Uh, Financial Times. Wait, the Economist wasn't there. I nope. I thought I put that on there. Mm, apparently, that. someone vetoed it. Oh well, wasn't me. I I think the Economist is is is. Interesting or I didn't reading. finish. I think we were still working on That's, some of the ones. Be. Yeah, All we right, were going to so make another we, lap. We but. may need to tweak this a little bit, folks. Bit of a work in progress. <laughs> but here. you know, it's it really ever evolving. Yeah, because I I add to stuff, add to that all the time. If anybody on online or uh, would like to write into us and suggest a uh, a source, then we as a panel can discuss it, and um, it might make it on to our trusted list. And we do do research. We go look and see. And sometimes a news source will change. Somebody buys them and they're like... Yeah. That's, that's, like we we do not have the LA Times on there. Was it Sinclair who just gave the the words that their newscasters were supposed to say? <laughs> yeah. Or something? It yeah. was it's quite frightening. There's a video going yeah. around. That has, been, yeah. did that interesting compilation yeah. that just... Yeah. Everybody yeah, saying the same words. Yeah. I felt like 1984 movie. <laughs> yeah. Or what was that... Um, Broadcast news was it? No. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I think else. it was broadcast news. The 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 Patty Chayefsky Network. thing. Network. Network. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not taking it anymore. Yeah. It's I'm important. Mad. That's a yeah, good yeah. movie. Yeah. It it's important. It's especially right now. It's so important. Look at all the places that Facebook has taken off their um their list of people can advertise. They started to pull all the yeah. all the fake not fake um. The places that would the, they couldn't verify who the actual owners of the sites were, I yeah. think, is the way to put it. Yeah. So Which is I... one reason why people should listen to Valley Free Radio, because while we may be, you know, especially when I'm talking, wrong or stupid, we are not fake. No, no, we, that's my role. We are not shills. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we question each other sort of openly and in, hopefully in good spirit, so <laughs> it's worth something. Perfect example. Um, the show before us, uh, evidence based. Uh, she, um, Stacy, who the who's the host, says that Monsanto or um, GMOs specifically genetically are not modified food. Yeah. Genetically modified um, food is not uh, is not dangerous um, and should be and should be uh, continued embraced em- embraced. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, with with research and, and further. And she bases that on. Yeah, yeah, on lots on of knowledge because yeah. this science show. She does a lot of research. Um, you can go to evidencebaseradio.com to find more. Anyway, uh, you can't. But other people on the station say that that is a terrible idea. GMOs, you will die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And, and we tolerate all those opinions. Yeah, and we have a lot of we. We had a uh, a libertarian show for a little while on this yeah. station. We, we was that Liberty all... Tree with the gun? Yes, yeah, the gun guys. That was an actually pretty good episode. It was a good. Unfortunately, show. we don't have that. anyway. Uh, we accept all sorts of opinions. We accept all sorts of um, guests and shows. Uh, we we have a very liberal um, outlook about about our voices, <laughs> meaning uh, free. Yeah. Pretty free, anyways. You can go to valleyforradio.org and apply for a show if you if you would like to be on the air, conservative or or whatever. Any stripe, any basic. yeah. As long as you're not, as long as the show is going to be entertaining or informative, uh, then then you probably get on the air. Probably, uh, I think we we will draw the line somewhere. Oh, there are there there are lines, yes, but uh, it entertaining and informative. Uh, Usually means not just yelling into a mic or trying to sell your stuff. 
Yeah, can't sell your stuff. We're, we're yeah. non-profit. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So can I go back to... Buy my book. <laughs> can, <laughs> buy my book. Can I... Um, can William Shatner has a sales robot? No, no, that's actually William Shatner. <laughs> um, so... Sorry. Yes, go back to your thing. I hope you haven't yeah, forgotten. <laughs> I haven't. I had to write it down because I knew we'd do this when we came back on the air. You know, if the, if the listeners are still following us. <laughs> All right. So I want to take you way back. Okay. To when Trump was first elected. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne's room. Settle down, Beavis. Um, he, he said that the Syrians used chemical weapons, mm-hmm. and he bombed. Yeah, that's, he launched the cruise missiles at them. Yeah, at the air, airport where there were Russian planes as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we had, a meet, we had a show right after that. I remember. And to a person, including the evidence-based person, everybody said huh. they were not unhappy that he did it to the Ruskies and the Syrians for, for chemical weapons on their own people. It was like, not terrible, not not bad. And you guys, we should go back and play the show because it was like, this is very interesting because it was on the right side of the use of force in a way. And and I think they must have called him because they'd moved a lot of the planes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so did. people, he didn't like massacre everybody at the airport. But it was uh, shot across the bow. You know, at the time, and and to a person, you guys all, you all were fine with it. I, yeah, and I, you could see his popularity go up. Yeah, briefly no, I, around I, it. I, 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 I remember, I remember that, and I, I was cautious about it, as I as I recall, because like it. It was extrajudicial. It was extra. It, it was. It was definitely not something authorized by Congress, and I wasn't at all sure that it was a good idea. But it was chemical weapons, which. But was... it was certainly the right kind of thing. Certainly the right sort of reason to use military force to proportional response. Right, and yeah. and and the right. Actually, sort of... I think I remember somebody saying that. Yeah, in, and in the and, room. and it's the right sort of reason to use military power from the United States to stop people from being, you know, hit with nerve gas. But at the same time. Yeah. So uh, what if Obama had done that? I would have been similarly suspicious. And at the same time, like, well, that's certainly, you know, that's the right kind of... Resp- I mean, <clears throat> sorry. Um, if you go back to 2002, 2003, 2002, really. So 2002, uh, I was a bit dubious uh, because... Uh, oh, well, when Obama was... No, 2002... When President George W. Bush basically had us invade Afghanistan. Oh, okay. And yeah. I was like, well, okay, invading Afghanistan has always been a bad idea. We've asked them to you give know, up the Taliban. I mean, Alex, that's right. We did that. A- a- Alexander the Great and the the Mongol hordes both failed so to take Russia. Afghanistan. Well, so did the so did the the Soviet army as well, the Red Army. But I mean, that's because we uh, gave military supplies sh- to sure. Osama. Sure, but I mean, if you go back. The Mongols basically rolled over just about everybody, but not in Afghanistan. Alexander the Great similarly kicked everybody's butt, but he didn't go into Afghanistan. I'm just saying, like, when, when you know, those awesome military machines of the ancient world were like, yeah, no. Like, like there's a long history. And, the, you know, the British Empire went into Afghanistan. But think of and, the planes and, had... and all the different kinds of military force we have now versus, you know, riding in on elephants or whatever you did. Uh Yes, and you'll notice how well things are going in Afghanistan now. Uh, oh, I know. It's terrible. Right, exactly. So, so, so I was dubious, 
But at the same time, like, well, that is where the attacks on September 11th actually came from. Oh, the so, Afghanistan. Yep. You know, like, I'm like, uh, I think we might be and a little hasty set up and rushing into there, this. And they wouldn't give them up. We right. asked them to right. give up Osama bin Laden, I, I, and they would not. I, I thought, give I, him I up. was worried it was going to be handled too hastily, and I worried that worried we were going to botch it which unfortunately over time we did, but it went really well at first. And I was like, well, this is, you know, that is where this attack came from. It was an act of war. This is, you know, that makes sense. And, and, and then, everybody had American flags on their pickup trucks in right. this country. And then it, and then it went, and then 2003, we went off the rails because yeah. we're like, well, you know, Next. instead of, well, <laughs> instead of focusing on the actual source of this attack, we then spun off and invaded Iraq that had nothing to do with it. And, and uh, yeah, uh, and actually, uh, because it was it was just like the last week or so, the or maybe the week before, I'm forgetting now. But you know, the 15th anniversary of our invasion of Iraq, oh, yeah. you know. And um, uh, there was a, an article I read in Slate because you know I'm a lefty by uh, Fred Kaplan, basically looking at like who made the decision to uh, to to basically st- strip out. Pretty much anybody who'd been involved with the Ba'ath Party and and to disarm the Iraqi, you know, to send the oh, Iraqi yeah. military. Oh yeah, those decisions that absolutely destabilized the situation. And I forget who was. Um, I remember uh, J. Paul Bremer was the name of the uh, felt of the envoy who, who or the proconsul who signed off on it. Yeah, but, but there was somebody that the operationals guy. Oh, it wasn't Bremer. Wolfowitz? No, it wasn't somebody who was hardcore. It was somebody that was ineffectual, actually, and I can't think of who it was. Well, J. Paul Bremer was the uh, U.S. was the, the the senior U.S. official there in Iraq. Yeah, and the orders he sent out actually contradicted what had been the the policy decided upon by the National Security Council and President Bush. Like that wasn't their recommendation to like trim out the leaders, but like keep the rank and file in line and use them. Because that's and what ISIS. Time. That's what ISIS does is they keep the government employees well, well, so that they can run the country. You know, it's what we did for better or for worse in you know Japan and Germany after World War Two. You know, so yeah, we wound up working with some people who've been part of the Nazi Maybe party. Maybe it was Bremer. I remember yeah. there was somebody who was clearly. In, in yeah, effect. J. Paul Bremer was a uh, was yeah. Oh, and all but, the stuff got looted. The beautiful uh, that oh. was part of the problem. Oh. Yeah, and, well, and you know, and part of that was because uh, uh, Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld didn't want to put in enough people to send enough troops. We well, sent him order. to took him yeah. over to Iraq. Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to overcommit. So, but all all of which is is to say um, that. But you felt good about Afghanistan, okay, at first. I, I I was very mixed about it, but I was like, well. I understand the logic of it. I mean, I'm just reluctant to send people off to, 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 to kill for me and die for me, especially when, like, I didn't serve. I definitely didn't want to serve. You know, I would have I, I would have gone to some lengths to not serve uh, unless I was really convinced of the cause, you know, back when I was The most reluctant are usually the generals to go to war because they know what's could, entailed. Could, could yeah. well be. So I was I was dubious and I was also, you know, like even in 2002 it was starting to come out that maybe possibly we dropped the ball and we could have prevented all of that. And I I, I still think that when dealing with terrorism, you know, uh, unless it's actually directly coming from a, like the, 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 a foreign government, like dealing with it as purely a law enforcement uh, uh, issue I think is the better way to go. But that's me. Yeah. People may see it differently, but I just think in terms of well, how how a government com- uses power. So so fast forwarding to Obama President Trump last and year and then Trump, like I I was like same thing use of chemical weapons. Right, I was like, well, I mean, like a more forceful action, 
you know, well, here's the thing. President it brushed o- him back from the plate if pres- you use a baseball pre- an- president analogy. O- but President Obama was able to, like, get something done about it, not as much as we might like. And I guess in the end, it, it wasn't actually that well, the helpful. the Russians said they were going to take all the chemical weapons, and guess what? And they, Well, and they, they <laughs> that's did. That's what they just used. Right, exactly. So, so that's bad, yeah. but certainly it was... Uh, a step to to neutralize this this particular problem and the larger issue of uh, uh, the Assad regime being horribly corrupt and destructive and murderous that that was sort of let go. But I mean, you know, we weren't going to fix that unless we really wanted to go to war there. So I was okay with how that turned out with Obama. I respected his hesitancy. Yeah. I, I, I like it when a president respects the, the separation of powers that Congress is supposed to make those decisions. I like leaders who take action. And I'm not agreeing with Trump. I'm just saying that as well, a style thing. Well, you were okay thing, with it, too. Oh, I was totally okay with it. I thought it was a, I thought it was a great move. You've got these, you know, terrible people doing these terrible things. I wish he hadn't warned them. I wish yeah. that he'd actually taken out the planes and more yeah, of the too. runways. If he was going to do it, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to do it. But I, and, I'm, and destroyed the runway more thoroughly. Yeah. yeah. It was still usable. Oh, it was usable, what, later the day, that exactly. day or something? You know, yeah. like, like it could easily have, like, <laughs> left a few big craters in it. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, but I was but just trying to make... to war? Well, it might have led to war. And what if it had? What if, what if we had, you know, 50,000 soldiers fighting in Syria right now? Well, we have some. I think they're going to take them out, right? right? Well, we do have some, yeah. There, yeah. Are, there are some some U.S. soldiers involved. And, and as Turks we mentioned a couple of weeks the, ago. And the Kurds. And oh, my yeah, God, what a mess. And as we mentioned mess. a few weeks ago, apparently there was a, a, a significant fight between U.S. forces and Russian soldiers. That didn't make Who were yeah. unofficial contractors. And, but I yeah. was just, all I was trying to do was compare what you said about Obama and what you said about Trump at the at the time, and I didn't know you at the time with Obama. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Of course but not. we had a show right after that, and we were all sort of shocked. Yeah, that it had happened. But it was, you know, it's like, well, if people well, are going to use chemical weapons, I've been consistently wishy washy about this, <laughs> you know, twenty years ago. Because you remember back in the nineties when Clinton like started the bombing bomb campaign? Sarajevo. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, on the one hand, I I like the idea of us stopping massacres, genocides, and genocides. That sounds good. On the other hand, um, I'm not – part of it is just the very basic, like, we're going to blow stuff up and kill people in order to stop pe- the bad guys from blowing stuff up and killing people. It's like, do you hear yourself? Well, <laughs> Do you the, understand how that doesn't make sense? Vietnam War, you <laughs> might not remember, but you probably remember I don't their, remember the Vietnam yeah. War. It, it was over – I was too young to really remember. Yeah, but yeah. the tagline for um, some of it was, we had to destroy the village to save it. Right. <laughs> You know, and that's how you get stuff like Milai. Yeah, and that's actually what they were referring to as the Milai massacre. Oh, really? That was yeah. about Milai specifically. Yeah, there was somebody in Congress testifying, and <sighs> and that's what they said. We had to, to, in order to save it, we had to we had to murder all five hundred people living there in order yeah. to save them from the communists. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, it was a you know one of those memorable. Like I said, people still know the line today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, wow, like lines in Casablanca, right? You, you might not have seen the yes, <laughs> round up the usual suspects. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Well, I um, we were going to talk about the um, citizenship question on the census and yes. the time is and, flooded. And, and sending soldiers to the southern border <laughs> of Mexico, you know, uh, with, with national our border guard. With Mexico, the national guard. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you want to talk about the? What do you want to talk about? <clears throat> uh, what do we have? Like, well, and and we were talking about the Middle East and the use of force. What do you think about uh, uh, the demonstrators in the Gaza Strip and oh. the Israeli soldiers uh, opening fire? Seventeen of them dead. 
You know, like... Unconscionable. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, 17 dead high school students in Florida, and look what's happened. I mean, yeah. you know, and there's been hardly a peep. Yeah. Um, there was uh, one a of those... A lot of people care about the uh, Palestinians. A lot of people in Well, a lot country. of people do care, but, like, yeah. it's it's not been getting a lot of discussion from our, our leaders. No. Um, yeah. I, it's, a hell, it's a hell of a conundrum, because I certainly understand the fear of uh the people of israel about being overwhelmed and destroyed i mean it's not like it's never happened before throwing (laughs) stones at a border it's like exactly you know like throwing tires on a pile like you know i i saw some of the uh, uh, bits of footage you know like like there's one one scene one one incident where a fellow was shot in the back and killed and you know he just thrown a tire on a burning burning pile of tires at the border and then he turned his back and was waving to his friends and he got shot by the Israelis. So, I mean, that's... Because they can. Yes. Well, and there was a tweet from the uh, Israeli Defense Force that I think was deleted. And I, I actually need to confirm that this is true because I'm yeah, always we suspicious... we might not want to repeat it if it wasn't... Yeah. Well, I, I'm always suspicious of, like, like here's a tweet that was deleted. Like, okay. But... Um, <laughs> so, but suppo- so you can't find it, and that's why. Right, exactly. <laughs> so let me tell you what it said. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so... I like to do that but, myself. Right, but it was, you know... <laughs> Trump tweeted, but then deleted it, that he's actually an, an alien from Mars. Yeah. See, you can't check. Yeah, but um, Trump didn't actually say that. Um, but uh, uh, it was a lot, It was some line about how, like, uh, we know where every bullet landed. Everything was deliberate. Everything was careful. And we know we know what, what we did or something like we did what we did with every bullet, which. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like a surgical strike. You know, there was collateral. When well, they even, say that. <laughs> well, and, and and the thing is, even if the quote unquote surgical strike actually does only blow up the people it was supposed to blow up, you still blew up people. Yeah. <laughs> and these these are, I, I think Bernie Sanders as one of the few uh, U.S. Uh, uh, politicians who's commented on this and he's like you know it's just unacceptable that pe- people have to be able to protest for changes to say like our situation is we don't like our situation we want it to change and we are out here expressing that in public um you know like burning tires is, is like smells bad and creates a lot of smoke and and you shouldn't breathe that smoke but it's not you know it's not armed you it's know, not life threatening it's yeah. not life threatening exactly yes yeah. it's it's not the same as storming the barricades well throwing a stone at a police officer i don't think you should be shot for that i mean i think you should be arrested or held or yeah. bold opinion <laughs> yeah that's a bold opinion too <laughs> oh what you shouldn't be shot you shouldn't shot. be shot for, for throwing, throwing a rock, rock. Yeah. that's uh if that were true we would have all been killed in the 60s brain. yeah some of us yeah. were <laughs> some of us were but well and and throwing a stone at a guy in heavy you know ballistic body armor with a yeah. you know you know automatic weapon is, well yeah. and it, it i things get out of hand i guess there's uh, there's issues of crowd control and all that. In fact, there's been a yeah. huge debate here in Northampton about um, using some of the more um, militaristic yeah. equipment, you know. And you can imagine a scenario. I need to scenario. invite Chief Casper to come back and talk about stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because you can see a situation where it would be nice to have a shield and some some yeah. body armor just to protect you. But no, uh, the, the, yeah. the issues make sense. So that you don't feel the need yeah. to shoot somebody through a rock right. at well, you. Right, well, you know, it, it, it's Maybe not that taser I, him, but... but... It's not that I have no sympathy or... or, or, or identification with the Israelis, but just fundamentally when, you know, people are protesting because, you know, like they're they're poor, they're desperate, they're cramped in this little space, they they don't have any opportunities or authority. Somebody and took all their they land. They can't leave. Yeah. It, it, you know, yeah. like 
I, I'm 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 very sympathetic to the plight of these people from of these Palestinians, and and I wish we would find a better solution than just bottling them up. I can't believe that proportional use of force has been the theme through this yeah. <laughs> our, our show today. Yowzer. Yeah, so uh, we actually have to wrap up in a minute. John, oh did you have goodness. a last note? Because I thought you had something you wanted to say. Just um, Don't shoot people for throwing rocks. Please don't. Yes. I, I I don't know. That's all. I don't think that. I'm on the wouldn't. spot right now. Yeah, yeah, no. Don't shoot <laughs> people throwing rocks or holding cell phones or anything. Go to civilpoliticsradio.com and listen to past episodes. Yeah. Uh, this show will be probably posted on Sunday morning. Right. Um, probably around nine o'clock. So you can listen to it in conjunction with your Sunday morning news shows. Great. And uh, we should wrap up because yeah. we've only got, uh, we've got to cut to uh, uh, the next show. It's so, true. This is uh, uh, Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents and OK Asia. Thanks for listening, and that's all for now. Good night.